Come on up. Do we have some kids here this summer? 
We can do it. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. Come on. Hey, you know, let's do it because I hear sometimes the adults like the children's sermon better anyway. So, you know, I've heard this before. So, and today I want to talk about something. Um, good to see you. I want to talk about something really important, and you can help me with this. Um, and in our Bible readings today, we hear about people showing hospitality. Do you know what that is? Hospitality? What word do we hear in there? Hospital? Hospital? What's a hospital? Do you know what a hospital is? What's a hospital? What is it? Yeah. Right, a place where when their people are sick, where they need healing, when they need being taken care of, they can go there. And that's what a hospital is. So hospitality is when we make a place for people. Like, um, what do you guys do? Do you ever have anybody come and stay at your house? What do you do usually when somebody's coming? You play games and have fun once they're there, but what do you do one before they get there? Oh, you clean the house, yeah. <laughs> I had guests just recently from Arizona, my brother's daughter and her family, and we spent a couple days getting ready for them. Yep, yep. It's amazing how when someone comes to your house, you get a little more motivation to do some things. So yeah, sometimes we clean the house. And we do stuff like that. You know, Mary and Martha today, um, Jesus comes to their house. And Martha gets really busy with some of that. Um, so, yeah, we do things like that. Um, but one, there, hospitality is more than just that, though. Because we practice hospitality all the time, whether somebody comes to our house or not. Like it's how we treat other people. I like to say, um, let's, let's imagine that... Um, there's a circle here, and, or actually, Abby, can you back up just a little bit? And you, you're right. So, so there's a circle right here all around me, and you guys are not in that circle yet. But hospitality, now come into my circle. Come into circle. Come on, come on. There you go, Zoe. See, what I just did, I'm making room for you. Um, as a friend, as it, that's what hospitality is. And we do that for people all the time. We make room for them. And we do that not just by doing stuff for them, but listening to them. And here's another really interesting thing about hospitality. Is let's say, Evie, here, put your foot out here. Let's say I accidentally step on Evie's foot. Oh, it hurts. Now, what should Evie do? Should she call me names, say, you're a bad person, get out of my circle, or maybe you stepped on my toe, step on my toe, ah, why would you do that, you're so mean, you're so bad, is that the way we would want to relate, no, no, it isn't, is it, you know, it's interesting that we have to talk about that, but that's, you know, the way we, we want it, the way we make room for people is now let's say Evie, or let's say you and I have this disagreement 
Like you're, we're in a space that I want to practice hospitality, and I don't like what you think about something. Now, do you think I should say you're a bad person because of that? No, that's right. But we might talk about what we disagree about and say, you know, that's an interesting thing. And we might listen to each other. See, because listening is the ultimate hospitality. And, and that's just the way we are in the body of Christ, especially, is that, you know, when we disagree with people, we, we talk it, we, and even sometimes when it's, the fancy word is admonishing, when we want to say something to someone about something, we do it in love. We do it in love. So she's you know, like, you know, I think you're missing the boat on this, but I love you and care about you, and so let me te- tell you about that. And then you can tell Pastor Bill, it's like, Pastor Bill, I think you're off base there, and I care about you, so I want you to, and that's the way we do it. So we're going to step on each other's toes sometimes. That's a part of being human. We're just that, and that hurts. But you know what? If we start then, then, oh, here's what happens a lot. We see this out in the world a lot today. I step on your toe. What do you do to me? Step on my toe. Ouch, that hurts. Back at you. Oh, okay, now I'm not just going to step on one toe. I'm going to step on two toes. Step on two. Oh, now I'm going to. See how it goes? No, that's not the way... That's not the way we do it. That's just not the way we do it. That's not the way God wants it to happen, is it? Isn't this funny, huh? No, no. Actually, what God wants to say is first, say, ow, that hurt. And then I say, I'm sorry. That's the way, that's the way we want to work it. That's what hospitality is. And so we hear a lot of stories. Abraham and Sarah are going to practice hospitality. Martha and Mary are going to practice hospitality. That's something I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for uh, making us brothers and sisters, and we pray that these children and all of us could um, indeed um, be hospitable to each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. Excellent. The first reading is from the book of Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread, that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah, and said, Make ready, quickly, three measures of choice flour. Knead it? And make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There, in the tent. 
Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time, I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Oh, yes, you did laugh. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from the book of Colossians. Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. The word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Some amazing words about Christ. Paul says Christ is the image of the invisible God. When you see Jesus, you you see Almighty God. For in him all things in heaven and earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers. Everything came into being through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And then these words. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. All the fullness, all the fullness. Not a part of it, not a a bit of it, not a little tiny expression of it, but all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. What Colossians is saying is God has come into our neighborhood. God has come to visit. And so it's interesting that we have two stories around that Colossians reading today of theophanies, of God coming to visit. These heavenly messengers in the first reading from Genesis 18, God seems to come and because here are these messengers and all of a sudden God is talking to Abraham. It's a really fascinating deal, but... But God is right there. God is visiting Abraham and Sarah. And so what do they do? They scramble and they they make a beautiful meal. Hospitality is, is everything in the Middle East. 
It's a beautiful thing about their culture. And we, we appreciate hospitality to some degree as well. It's not nearly as big of a deal as it is for them. When someone comes to your place, it's a big deal. And you receive them and welcome them. And so Abraham and Sarah do that. And they actually are doing hospitality for God. And then Martha and Mary, Jesus comes around. And so they start and they practice hospitality for Jesus. And remember who Jesus is. Colossians just told us that. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Maybe they didn't quite know that, but that's what they were doing even if they didn't. So, obviously, we got to talk today about how is it that we welcome, that we make a place for God when God comes to visit. What do we do? That's the first thing we think about, right? We think about what do we do to make a welcome, to get ourselves ready. The kids talked about what we do when someone comes to visit our house, it gives us extra motivation. Martha and Mary and Abraham and Sarah are all doing hospitality. How do we do that is the question. How does God want us to do that? Now, before we launch totally in that, there's a lot of levels to this Martha Mary story. Because it's not just about them, it's about how Jesus, what he does too. And we can't hear this story, even though I don't know that it's the main focus of the story, but we can't hear this story without holding up that what is happening in this story for someone in the first century to hear it would be incomprehensible. Women in Jesus' day could never take the posture of a student. And to kneel at someone's feet, to sit at their feet, was a way to say she went to class. That's what that means. Now, what does Jesus do? Does he say, oh, no, 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 Mary, you're out of place here. No, in fact, he celebrates what Mary's done as the best thing. When you look at the way Jesus related to made room for women and you compare it to what was said about women by Jewish leaders, by Greek leaders, by everyone in that culture and for the thousand years before and the thousands of years after, it's absolutely mind-boggling. And it's something for which we in the church have struggled to catch up with Jesus for a long time. And we're still working on it. That's an important level of the story. But what if Mary and Martha, if they weren't women, maybe they were the two male disciples and, and we hear the story about Peter and John or something. I mean, it's still, it's about discipleship. Martha and Mary become followers of Jesus just like the other disciples. It's really, I think, about discipleship. About what do you do, how do you make a place for Jesus and for God. Well, Martha is, is perfect. She's all of us. 
Because what Martha does is what we think to do. We better get busy. We better get to doing some things. And, you know, the church has been wonderful about talking to all of the followers of Jesus about all the stuff you're supposed to do. (laughs) Martin Luther struggled with the list that was given to him in his day about what he needed to do in his life for God to be able to be present for him, for him to actually be in the presence of God because God was righteous after all and Luther feared God's righteousness because he knew he wasn't. So let's get busy. Let's pray some more. Let's worship some more. Let's give some more. Let's go to the sacrament some more. Let's, you know, pay this indulgence or let's, let's do this or do that or do this so that God can be with us. It's Martha's all of us. It's what comes natural, and it's not completely bad. But um, notice what Jesus says to Martha. It's really actually, um, the, the Greek word is interesting. You're busy with many things is our translation, but really it almost has, you're in an uproar is the nuance of the word. You're in an uproar about many things. We've got to stop here and just ask, what are we in an uproar about? And what are we busy with in our culture? Well, we've got our work, our jobs, and it's good work. Some of us are blessed with occupations that, you know, just fit us like a glove and we feel like we're making a difference in those. Some of us, maybe less, some for some, our, our occupation is fundraising so we can do other things and bless other people. But, but we're, we, have, we have good work and we're, we're busy at that. And that's, and that's good. It's a big part of our lives. But in our culture today, which is interesting, we, um, we have lots of stuff to pay attention to, don't we? In the digital age, we've got TV. You know, when I grew up, we had three stations. I'm sounding really old now. Where did the years go? Three stations. And I can remember when it got to be, I don't know, 10 o'clock or 11 p.m., and the screen went blank. Now we have thousands of stations. We have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and many more that I don't even know about. We've got sports to watch. And then we've got our kids who are in sports and baseball to play and soccer to play and and music lessons to go to and their school and their schooling. And we've got leisure opportunities. And now it's summer, finally. Actually, we shouldn't complain. We had a good May-June, didn't we? We've got our computers and we've got gaming Try Googling the average amount of time that someone in their teens or 20s spends gaming each day. Try Googling the average amount of time the average adult sits in front of their TV watching TV. But 
We've got other things to do, don't we? We've got feeding programs, and we've got hearty meals, and we've got all kinds of opportunities to love our neighbor, and we've got our spouses, and we've got our parents to care for, and we've got our children to care for, and our grandchildren to care for, and to get them to doctor's appointments, and to get to, um, you know, all of that. It's, it's important, good work. I had someone recently say, Pastor... You've got it easy because, you know, what you do every day is working for the Lord. (laughs) My response is that pastors sometimes are in the most danger because we deal with the outside of holy things all the time. And it can just become busy stuff too. No one is protected from the uproar of all the things pressing in on us. All the things that are stressful sometimes, some of them are good and some of them aren't good. But man, those things can push out, push out something really important. It's the one thing Jesus said is needful. He looked at Martha and he said about Mary who's sitting at his feet, she has chosen the good, the best thing. What did she do? Well, sometimes we think about this story as, well, Martha's all worried about hospitality and Mary's doing that. But Mary is being hospitable too. Because the ultimate in hospitality is not to do, but to listen. When a prophet would come into your realm, into your place, I mean, you stop. And you listen. It's amazing what will happen if we stop and we listen. It's amazing what will happen with our neighbor and our relationships. But that's maybe a separate sermon. But my goodness, we need more listening today than talking. More listening and less talking. But Mary sits and listens, and that is the ultimate gift that you can give to a prophet and not hear a prophet, but God, God's self. I mean, so what about you and I? What do, in the midst of all of our busyness, and I think it's the biggest, most, the largest struggle of our time. I mean, our lives are so easy compared to people a long time ago. But they are much more complicated So what is the most important thing? It's no different than what Jesus said to Mary and Martha. One thing is the ideal thing, and Mary's doing it. And what is she doing? She's sitting at Jesus' feet, and she's hearing and listening. It's amazing what a gift you'll receive if you stop and listen to Jesus. When uh, my brother's daughter, Jessica, was visiting, you know, we were busy doing lots of things, and it was a great trip, and it was a great visit, but it was super. At one point, we just stopped. And we actually had a chance to talk to each other. And you know what was really cool is that when you do that, you get a gift sometimes. And at that moment, Jessica pulled out my mom's Bible and said, you know what, this has been moving around and I want you to have it. What a gift. Well, what happens for us when we sit at Jesus' feet? Well, we 
hear things like, I love you. I forgive you. What Jesus gives us when we sit at his feet is all of his righteousness, all of his beauty, everything that is Christ becomes ours. And I know what you're probably thinking. You're thinking, that's just too crazy. That's too hard to believe. I know some of you have struggled with something in your life, your whole life, and you've come maybe to visit you, hear words of forgiveness, but it still haunts you. It still haunts you. It's just like too good to be true. Jesus, when I sit at your feet, you say you love me and you forgive me and you say I'm important and I matter and there's a place for me here? I mean, I, but I'm, did you know I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, and there's all kinds of things that, man, I just don't fit. And Jesus says, no, you're, you have a place here. And you think it's crazy. You know, Abraham and Sarah thought it was crazy too. What did Sarah do? <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm going to have a child. You laugh, Sarah. No, I didn't. <laughs> when I hear what Jesus says to each and of you and me, I just kind of go, that's, 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 that's too much. But God says to us, is anything impossible for me? <laughs> if I can give a child to Abraham and Sarah... If I can raise Jesus from the dead, I can make a place for you guys. I can say, your sins are forgiven, and they're forgiven. So, know God's forgiveness if the lots of stuff has pushed out the time to sit at Jesus' feet. And as you've come to sit at his feet today, uh, receive that gift. Jesus loves you and is with you always. Amen.
Hey, so um, we're going to have a little community celebration and time. Um, as you finish sharing the piece, I want to remind you to pass those worship um, welcome pads down the, um, friendship pads down the aisle. Um, if you're a guest of ours today, we'd love for you to just give us your email or address so we can send you a thank you for worshiping with us. In a minute, we'll if have a time if people want to be introduced, we can do that as well. So the big thing coming up is Vacation Bible School. Uh, so if you haven't invited someone um, yet, I encourage you to do that. Uh, maybe it's a grandkid or maybe it's um, your kid's 
friend. Maybe they can invite someone. Uh, Sign-ups are online. Um, and uh, this upcoming Thursday, we have a training for all the um, assistants um, that are going to be involved in VBS. And that, Im- that invitation was going out, but just a reminder about that. So VBS, please be praying for that, as that will start a week from this Monday. Um, And then there's a number of other things on your ministry card I want you to be aware of. Guys, don't forget, let's get those registrations going for our men's retreat. This is going to be fantastic, August 6th through 18th. Please sign up for that. It'll be a really great time of sitting at the feet of Jesus. Um, There's a pour through your um, beacon, and the other thing coming up this summer is um, our neighborhood barbecue, so please be attentive to that. That's all hands on deck. This is a way that we can truly love our community as we provide great services for them, great food, a great time to gather before everybody goes back to school, and um, so, so just pay attention to that. Um, we are praying for our kids in Montana. Things are going well there, and so as as we've already prayed for them, just a quick note about that. You can plug into Pastor Jonathan's Instagram or look at some Facebook things um, with that as well. Okay, so guess who? Any, anybody like to be well? Please, Georgia. I forget. Missed the first names. Craig and Becky. Craig and Becky, welcome. Great to have you here. Fantastic. Sure. So if, so if you know someone, thank you, Yvonne, if you know someone that doesn't get it electronically, please get us that so we can send it to them. That's great. Please, Terry. Terrence, welcome. <laughs> Sons of your heart. <laughs> great to have you here, Terrence. Fantastic. Okay, with that, then let's move to our offering and the supper.
We offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, full of your glory, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the Remember how in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. And we pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us as you once revealed yourself to your disciples. I think about it. Jesus came to Mary and Martha into their house. We want to take Jesus at his word. This is my body. So that means Jesus has come to us. And so may you receive him with love and joy this day. The gifts of God are ready for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. The body of Christ, Marietta, given for you. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world.
Brunch supports the preschool today. <laughs> <laughs> 